So let me share uh, a word here with you for about 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll do some prayer together um, over each other's life. I want to talk about walking patiently in the glory of kings. This is coming mainly from one Bible verse, and it's really specific for a community like us. And and this community, it's kind of fun because there's kind of like a city church that's developed. Uh, when we have these big citywide prayer meetings, it feels like we've had a church gathering, you know. And there's a kind of a cool thing, and that's not everyone that's in here. It's larger than what's here. But in that city church, there is a growing um, desire from my what I see in people's lives to hear the Lord, to hear the Lord, to, to grow in him, to go after him in passion and mission. And, and all of that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But when we grow, I got a sentence here, when we grow in the Lord, we naturally, I mean, if it's healthy, we naturally increase in our desire for him and our desire for his will. If you've grown in him and it's really developing, then you're not okay with status quo, sitting and watching people do. You want to know the Lord more. Something's wrong if you're abated in your passion, your hunger and desire for the Lord. We know something medically is wrong if you lose your appetite. And something's wrong. It shouldn't be normal anymore that people aren't hungry for the Lord, you know? And so if you're growing, you're growing in hunger for him and You're growing in hunger to know his will. Now, when that happens, especially in a high missional, high prophetic community, which is what I think we are, and I don't mean that as a a good or bad thing. I just think we're high missional, and we're kind of high prophetic. And what we mean by prophetic, just so you know, is just that we hear the living God speak to us through the Bible through the Spirit, and through other people, okay, and through circumstances. And so we live in a community like that. We train constantly people how to hear the Lord. And we're wanting to hear about His will. What is His will? Well, here's the deal. Attention can be produced in a people that grow in that. And I'm concerned about that and kind of want to pastor into that just a little bit tonight. When you get hungry for the Lord and you start hearing a couple things and get some key pieces of information and you begin to step out in his will, you get a little bit, you want a lot of bit. Have you ever noticed that? I eat a little, I want a full meal. He showed me this and it was wonderful and brought delight to my heart. But then suddenly it makes me miserable when I don't know more. And so it's the same thing of being filled with the Spirit. You get filled with the Spirit, it's an amazing thing in your life, and it makes you a little more miserable about the rest of your life. You might know what I'm talking about? It just makes you, it's supposed to work that way, by the way. It's supposed to work that way. Paul was lamenting, desiring. He said, I groan to be apart from the body and to be with the Lord. So the groan is normal to happen, but I think it takes some stewardship when we want to hear more for the Lord and know more about his will. So there's a Bible verse in Proverbs 25, verse 2. Solomon, operating supernatural wisdom from the Holy Spirit, says this, it's this amazing verse. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but it's the glory of kings to search things out. Have you ever heard this verse before? It's the glory of God to conceal, to There's no way around. To hide something. That's the glory of God. Not just something he does. It's his glory to conceal something. And it's the glory of kings to do the searching work of searching that thing out. That's ESV. The NLT, I'll change the words a little bit. It'll say it's God's privilege to conceal things. And then it's a king's privilege to discover them. The uh, Young's literal translation will say it's the honor of God to hide something. It's his honor, and it's the king's 
honor or the honor of kings to search it out. And so what Solomon reveals through this verse is there's a dynamic that we're all in the middle of. You surely feel it. Of where the Lord is parsing out mysteries and secrets to you little by little not the full deal, so that your life is a journey of seeking things out. The problem with that is sometimes we get weary seeking. Sometimes we get frustrated. Lord, just tell me. Just tell me who to marry. Just tell me what nation to go to. Just, does anybody know what I'm talking about? You want the will of God? I love it that you people want the will of God. But the deal is, is that the Lord has a dynamic process that's in this verse in the wisdom of God, he's just going to give you what you need. You're on a need-to-know basis. And he's going to give you what you need to know in the moment that you're in. But it's going to take some patience. It's going to take some maturing to walk in that relationship with the Lord. Because I believe, and I've talked to them, people who are bitter because God's not bringing the information fast enough. Or they're impatient and making it up. That's maybe even worse they're presuming and starting to talk for God, and you don't need to do that. There's a heavenly agenda for God to just piece these things out to you in your relationship with him so that you're kingly in spirit. A kingly spirit seeks. It's constantly seeking and seeking. And God in his glory is not only giving you things, he's hiding things. He's holding back information and it's part of his glory, and it's for your good. Everybody excited about that? It's just awesome. I was trying to get married since I was in fifth grade. I was in fifth. I wanted a wife. I don't know what my deal was. I just wanted what could. And I went through multiple girls, fifth grade, seventh grade, ninth grade. And that's the one, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. Until finally, my senior year of college, had to wait all the way till I was 21, that long. I find the redhead back there. And there she is. I'm like, oh, I tried to make so many things happen. And there's Amy. There's the woman that's the love of my life, going to partner with me in ministry, bear nine kids for me, be in the journey for me. It's just an awesome thing. But I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was searching, searching, praying, looking, trying to make that good. And it didn't happen until I finally got to that point where God's like, okay, I'm done concealing this. Now it's time and it began to release it, and peace came, and it really did something more than get me a wife. It took me deeper in Jesus. Listen, the way God's doing this is not, and I'm going to say it in a minute, primarily about you getting the information. It's about you going deeper in the relationship. And so I want to say this to you to encourage you in 2020 as you seek the Lord, and we want to hear more we're praying for more God to speak to us, but it's going to take some stewardship. So let me see if I can help you with this. I got things, a bit of wisdom that I want to share with you about walking patiently in the glory of kings. Just a couple things that you can uh, test with the Lord. Number one, seeking the unknown things of God should not be a frustrating inconvenience, but rather a glory, a privilege, and an honor. Seeking the unknown things and not getting an answer. Listen. The frustrating thing you feel, it's not a, you've got the wrong perspective and your heart needs to be reset if it's being a frustrating inconvenience. If God would just tell me we could get this done, listen to me, God's running a universe right now. He knows what information you need and when you need it. 
There's something that needs to shift in you because, again, the issue is bigger than you getting the piece of information. It's about getting your heart in the right place. Does that make sense? And this whole getting some stuff, not getting some stuff, it's happening on purpose. Yahweh's not toying with you and laughing. He's trying to mature you. He's trying to get you ready for the millennial reign and for an eternal rule with him uh, in, in future days. It's going to be glorious, but he's training you in that regard. So I want to challenge you to shift from this frustration thing to a place of vision. This is glorious that I don't know and that I'm having to seek. It's an honor for me and a privilege to seek the Lord in this way. Number two, the Lord retains secrets and mysteries, uh, revealing them progressively to a seeking heart that we may mature in obedience. He wants your maturation in obedience more than he wants you just to get all the right information. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. And so, and forever, that we may do all the words of his law. The Lord holds the secret things, but then he reveals some things. And why? So yours and I's obedience can grow. Listen, it might shock some of you, because we've got a bunch of leaders in this room and ministers and people are going to watch and listen to this later. But the Lord's primary goal in your life is not getting your ministry going. That's not his primary. His primary goal is getting you like his son. He wants to conform you. He wants you to have a heart that loves him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He wants you purified in, 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 in holiness. That's what he's after more is maturing obedience within your life so that you work with his kingdom as it develops. Number three, there is humility produced in the context of knowing in part as well as the increase of desire for the second coming or the age to come. In 1 Corinthians 13, 9 through 10, the love chapter, we have some amazing verses there. But it says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. Love that verse. What this basically says, and you need to remember this, all you prophesiers and speakers, is that you and I are knowing in part and prophesying in part. Because God's concealing some things, and then he's revealing some things. But it's all in part until the great day of the second coming. When the perfect comes is the Lord Jesus. That's the great day our hearts long for. We're going to operate at a whole nother level with our brains and our revelation in the second coming. It's going to be great. But until that day, you prophesy in part and you know in part. And that should produce a culture of humility in you. A place of humility which is good for your soul. It's good you don't know everything. And Amy knows this. I'm, I just drives me crazy not to know everything. The worst thing to me is, I'm going to give you some news. Wait, it's Tuesday. Wait till Friday. That's when you'll get the news. Does anybody like those moments? Medical news, financial news, whatever it be, I hate waiting. But here's the weird deal, is when I get into waiting, a stretch happens in my soul, and I find out the level of idolatry that I have in my soul about knowing the information that I actually want the information more than I want the God who's giving it. Does that make sense to anybody? So it is his wisdom. It is his, his fatherly care to make us wait. Because it produces humility. It humbles us because we're not in control. Confronts that controlling spirit. And it's a glorious, glorious thing. It really is, even though it stinks most of the time. Number four, awareness that we are prophesying in part should temper our passion 
for people to respond to our words and increase our respect for the priesthood of the believer. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, as we read before, and in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. Every one of you. Not me, not just people with seminary. Everybody's a royal priesthood. We need to respect the priesthood of believers. And let me go back to that number four, if we can put that back up. Awareness that we prophesy in part should temper our passion for people to respond to our words. I'm telling you, once you start hearing the Lord, it's a great thing. And then you start sharing it, it's pretty fun. You get, I know that a prophetic person's in trouble when they start demanding that people respond to their words. It's always an unhealthy process. God never asked you. You're the UPS person, okay? You're the FedEx guy. You deliver the stuff, and then you submit it to the priesthood of the believer. We're not trying to direct people's lives. We're trying to confirm for them what they're already hearing in their life from the Lord. Does that make sense? I'm telling you, there's something unhealthy that happens in a prophetic community. People that, it's so beautiful prophecy. It's the thing. Sons and daughters will prophesy. But we've done so many abusive things. And one of those things is, is when we grow in that confidence and we're speaking. You know, you ever felt it? I just know this is a word for the Lord for you. You know, whatever it is. God loves you or whatever the word is, okay? We sometimes just want them to respond immediately or we're frustrated. And I think we need to have more humility. Number five, and I said this earlier, the process of the Lord concealing a matter and our searching it out highlights the reality that the relationship not the information is the most important thing to the Lord. That's so important for you to know. The information's not his main deal. He wants to build relationship with you, and so he works through this process. Number six, the searching out process helps us produce patience, which is an important fruit of the Spirit and first description of love. Everybody in this room, you go, my favorite fruit of the Spirit is patience. Just raise your hands. Because I was just going to see who was going to be lying in this room. Patience, patience. How many of us, it's glorious. It's, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit, the nine. It's the fourth one, I think it is, listed. It's the number one thing listed about love. When Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 13, talks about love, it starts out, love is patient. The number one thing, not love is romantic or love is exuberant. Love is patient. It's kind. It does not envy or boast, and it goes on from there. This process produces a patience in us that we would not have otherwise. And oh, how we Westerners with microwaves and clickers struggle with patience. Maybe no culture has struggled. I mean, I'm just like, seriously, I'm ready to call my senator when the microwave, or when the TV, or when the clicker, and I can't believe my cable's not working. Are you serious? I can't get the show immediately? There's just something that happens in me. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I get that impatient? And it was because I live in this immediate demand kind of thing. And so the Lord paces things to us to produce in our soul this glorious process and fruit called patience, which we need eternally. Number seven, and lastly, the glorious kingly searching is a process that involves scripture, prayer, community, discernment, of, and discernment of circumstances. And that's just really basic. And I wanted to remind you, obviously, when you're searching out the Lord, we're looking to our Bibles first. We're doing it in a spirit of prayer, but we want to be in community because we hear together what God's saying to our generations. And we also want to have discernment because God is sovereignly moving, I promise you, through every one of your circumstances. Some of us are waiting on a sentence from the Lord in our hearts. He's literally been saying it to us through circumstances. 
He's been speaking through it, through sovereign movement of the things around us. And so I want to just encourage you, lastly, have a tuned-in ear. I don't think that I'm hearing everything he's saying. I think my radio station, I'm old enough to remember the dial and the little red thing and the static. But where you, you just move along. I'm just still, he's still tuning me in. There's more being said, I think, than what I'm hearing. But even if I get fully tuned in, there's still delay in many of the things he's given to us. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless this um, beautiful body, this, be- this community of, uh, that's, that's got an ear to you in the city of Wichita. Thank you that you're raising up so many that want to hear you, that want to walk in you and develop in you. I pray, Lord, you, you, we, we just thank you for your promise. John 10, my sheep will hear my voice. We thank you for Acts chapter 2, 17, 18. My, I'll pour out my spirit on all sons and daughters, and they will prophesy. We thank you. We're no longer waiting on Moses. We thank you that you've spoken to us and are speaking. And so I pray, God, for fresh patience with the process of getting bits and pieces of information. Deliver us from bitterness. Deliver us from presumption. And may we mature in this thing for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.